0: Welcome to livealittlehigher.com This week we continue learning our Pirkei Avot, Ethics of the Fathers with Mishnah 12 of chapter 3 and last week we were, we were learning Mishnah 11 in which Rabbi Hanina Bendoza says anyone whose fear of sin takes precedence over his wisdom, his wisdom will endure but anyone whose wisdom takes precedence over his fear of sin, his wisdom will not endure Today, uh, Mishnah 12, it's uh, Rabbi Hanina Mendoza continues saying, he was accustomed to say, anyone whose good deeds exceed his wisdom, his wisdom will endure. But anyone whose wisdom exceeds his good deeds, his wisdom will not endure. And we've seen in, in our lifetimes in different situations where people are very knowledgeable, and they're very uh, intelligent and to not go very far back in the times of the Holocaust, Germany was uh, the pillar of knowledge. This was the the place where people were the most educated, uh, the most knowledgeable, and nevertheless, they were evil people, like to be able to make a, a Holocaust uh, where Where is their heart? Where is their good, good deeds? There was no good deeds in this place. So our Mishnah is critical even of Torah knowledge. Even if a person knows a lot of Torah and he's very knowledgeable, if he doesn't have good deeds in his life and it's talking about mitzvahs, espe- specifically mitzvahs, then the, all that wisdom is, uh, is, is good for nothing and will not endure. So the Baal Shem Tov stressed the importance of this Mishnah, he said it was very important because, because if one learns the Alaha of commerce in the Talmud, like the Alaha is the, law, the Jewish law of, um, in this case it's talking about the commerce which is business dealings, if a person is knowledgeable in what's right and what's wrong dealing in business and he doesn't uh, do it, in his business dealing, he's not righteous, he's not doing what the Allah says, then we can see that this person, his wisdom, is really good for nothing. It will not endure. So it says here, <clears throat> uh, how much more so when one applies these Allah in his daily life. So transacting business according to Torah principles, if this is so regarding Torah learning, how much more so is it true of general knowledge which has little value if it's not applied constructively so what the, what the Mishnah in, in Rabbi and Rabbi Hanina Mendoza is trying to tell us is that everything you know all your knowledge or your intellect all your wisdom if you're not applying it to your life then it's 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 like if you don't have it it's even worse than that because it's better to be an ignorant person and not know and not do than to be a person that knows what has to be done and he's not doing it. So it is related that the great Talmudist Rabbi Pinhas Horowitz, who lived a little more than 200 years ago, he was the author of the monumental Talmudic uh, commentary Hafla, which talks about the laws of divorce and, and marriage. He was very knowledgeable in this. One day he he wanted to go and meet the Maggid of Mesrich who was a disciple of the Baal Shem Tov and who brought in the Hasidic movement and he was very curious to investigate Hasidus. He wanted to know how, uh, what was the, the wisdom of Hasidus. So he went to visit the Maggid of Mesrich he went to Mesrich and was unimpressed by him, he didn't really, he met him and he didn't feel like this was like wow of a person. So the Maggid like felt this and he told him like you know what Uh, Rabbi Horowitz, you should go and engage in a talk with uh, Rabbi Susha, Reb Susha, he's a very knowledgeable person, he's very scholarly, and I think that you're going to enjoy talking to him. So the erudition of Rabbi Susha was not a, a secret, everybody knew that he was very learned, but he was a very a humble person and he didn't boast about it and he made believe like he didn't know anything so when people saw him he was always sweeping the floor of the yeshiva he was cleaning around but you never saw him like learning torah like the rest of the people so he the when rabbi p has approached him rabbi susha said there must be some mistake. I don't understand why you're coming to me, why the Maggot of Mesrich sent you to me. I don't, I don't see. I, I'm not a scholar. I know nothing. I really don't understand why you're here. So at, at that moment, uh, Rabbi Ping has insisted, and Reb Susha said to him, I can only tell you something I overheard from other people. Like if this was something he didn't learn. And I heard the students reading a portion of the Talmud where Rabbi Huna says, Nine men and the Aron HaKodesh, the ark uh, containing the Torah, can constitute a minion. So Rabbi Huna was saying that nine men and the Aron HaKodesh could be uh, counted as a tenth. Because to be able to pray together, uh, you need ten men. And Rabbi Nachman challenges this saying, is then the ark a person? Is it considered that the ark would be like a person? Now what kind of a question is that? And Rabbi Huna knew full well that the Ark is not a person. He knew obviously this is not a person, it's 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 what contains the Torah. Yet he felt that it could be counted towards the Minion. So, because the Torah had all this knowledge. So if Rabbi Namah wished to disagree with him, he should have simply said so. To ask is the Ark a person, makes no sense. So Rabbi Huna made his statement, even though he knew very well that the Ark was not a person. Perhaps you can explain that to me, Rep. Susha said. He's asking Rabbi uh, Horowitz to please explain if the Ark is a person or the, is should be considered as a person or, or it, it's, it's, it, this is crazy. So Reb Pinhas was taken aback. He was like I never thought about this. And he had no answer to give him. He had no obvious answer. So Rebsusha shrugged his shoulders, he went like this and maybe he said maybe what the Talmud meant in this way, he said, Rabbi Huna was of the opinion that since the ark was full of Torah, it conti- could contribute to a minion. But Rabbi Nama's challenge was granted the ark is full of Torah, but you can be full of Torah and, stu- and still not be a mensch. So Rabbi Pink was, was electrified with this answer, yes, you can be full of Torah, you can learn all day, you can sit all day, you can uh, know everything, but if you're not a mensch, if you're not a person that is righteous, that uh, deals righteously in the world, then what good is that for? So Rabbi Susha was penetrated to his very core. He realized that his enormous erudition should have elevated him to a, more, uh, to a much more higher level of spirituality. And because of this, he remained with the maggot of mesrich, learning Hasidut for the rest of his life. And uh, it is related that a scholar, one, boasted about his learning. He was boasting that he knew so much. And he said, I have done the entire Talmud, he said. Is that so, someone remarked. You may have done the entire Talmud, but what has the Talmud done for you? So, yes, you come to livealittlehigher.com, you learn Torah, you are learning, you're gaining knowledge, but the question is, what is this doing for you? Are you a better person? Are you living in a higher way? Are you more aware of others? Are you more uh, diligent in, in things that you have to do? Are you more connected to Hashem? So the previous Mishnah states that an attitude of reverence of God, of the Yirat Shamayim that we talked last week, is a, repre- repre- uh, is a prerequisite for Torah. If we don't have fear of God, with awe of God, I don't like the word fear, but awe of God, reverence, respect of God, then we cannot really come to learn Torah in the right way. It will not endure. The Yira shamayim must be translated into deeds. So it's not only to feel awe and reverence and respect of God, but also that Yira shamayim should be translated into action. It should be How we live, how we wake up, how we eat, how we dress, how we work—every area of our life. How do we relate to it? And um, so he finishes here, saying, "To be only an—it would have been remained with the heavenly angels if we didn't bring it into action. If it's not about action, then what's the need to bring the Torah down to the world?" And it was given to man because it was meant to elevate man to to the fulfillment of his enormous spiritual potential. The whole Torah is there to elevate us, to help us reach our potential. And if we are only learning and it stays in the book and in our heads, but we're really not living up to it, then uh, we miss the whole point. So I wish you a good week, a beautiful, beautiful week. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you.